Hello and welcome back to episode two of the Cannon Factory, an elegant podcast for a more civilized age. I'm your host Sean, and with me are my friends. Hey, it's Adam, and I'm Mike. This is Brennan. This is Richie, and I'm Matt. And let's jump into it. Uh, so, this past week, since our last episode, um, there hasn't been a whole lot uh, of news since the Entertainment Weekly article. Uh, we've had a couple of toy pictures. We've had. Uh, just kind of more of the same. So we're going to hop back to uh, probably the quote that interests us the most from that article, uh, which is uh, the fact that Luke strongly considers Kylo Ren to have possibly been the chosen one. Um, so I, I think that's been one of our most heated discussions. Uh, so let's go ahead and hop into that. Uh, guys, how do you feel about Luke thinking he's the chosen one, and, and who do you personally think is the chosen one? And does it matter anymore is also something to consider. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think that's a good question, though. What is it, does it even matter? Right. I feel like at this point they're trying to kind of muddy the waters in what exactly is going on. Sure. Because um, now uh, it feels like we could have debatably three different right, which chosen which, ones. Which three is a, is a number that's greater than one. Right. It's definitely more than one. Correct. So the chosen one. Even term. more than two, really. It also happens to be more <laughs> than two. That's correct. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, it's something that Matt and I were talking about this week. It just... Why Why would Luke leave Return of the Jedi not thinking that either he or Anakin was the chosen one? It just, uh, what I, what really interests me about it is, um, like, how did he get there? Why does he think that Ben Solo was the chosen one? You know, instead of, um, you know, I mean, that was Matt's point, too. Instead of, you know, like Vader or, or himself. Well, and maybe the question we want to ask is, how does Luke even know about the Chosen One? Is that even addressed in the OT films? Well, I know that uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda speak about it. Uh, I'm not sure if that's in... Uh, well, it would it be in Empire Strikes Back? Um, Obi-Wan says, you know, that, that boy's our last hope, and Yoda says there's another. But I'm not sure if Luke hears that, because uh, he's, he's on the ship by that point. Uh, and I'm not sure if there's anything said before that, so that's a good point, Matt. Um, I think it's clear that Luke definitely is kind of the scholar after Return of the Jedi, and he's just trying to find as much history on uh, the Jedi as possible. So, you know, as we've already seen, the Chosen One pop up three times in in, uh, in these three different generations of movies. I'm guessing it probably wouldn't be that hard to pick up on that uh, from any of the other uh, books or, or things that he's seen as throughout his journeys. Where do you find the history, though? Well, I mean, there's just Jedi ruins all across the galaxy. Yeah, and it says it says in the article that he has been wondering if he's misreading it this whole time. Right. So he definitely has not only a knowledge or a thought that it is currently uh, something that he's misreading, but something that he's been misreading for a while. Sure. Yeah. So if he doesn't have an idea from it, the OT, I think it's been at least a good 30 years, either since the past OT. Yeah. You no, know, 34 years since since the end there. So, I mean... I don't know why. I mean, but he definitely. I, I don't know if like I think we brought it up in the chat this week. The book that he runs his finger over in the trailer. Right. Maybe he's reading it there. I yeah. think he definitely. I think there's plenty of areas he could get it. I guess is yeah. what I'm saying. So then I think that leads to the next question: Is how do we feel about the whole chosen one theory in the first place? Does everyone like that idea? Do you want to see it in another Star Wars story? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean. Uh, We've seen the chosen one now with with Anakin, uh, which I I, th I still personally believe that Anakin uh, is the chosen one, that one uh, who was to bring balance to the Force. Uh, we see him come in uh, to a corrupt Jedi Order, uh, arguably as as annoying as some people would probably call Anakin in that that was pretty cool uh, trilogy. Uh, he, a lot of times he was right, and uh, he had a valid argument uh, to be frustrated. So to see him kind of come into this corrupt order. Um, bring balance, I think, in a way, to the Jedi in showing that that's not exactly where they should be. 
then also destroying the Sith ultimately. I think he's, for me, the chosen one, so I'm not entirely sure why we're going to continue that narrative. Well, I feel like the whole idea of the prequels was to tell the story of the chosen one. Right. Like it, I, th- I feel like that was the entire premise that Lucas was trying to set out. Right, the six movies bookend Anakin's story. Right, exactly. And yeah, I mean, and we, we started a whole other trilogy here, and we haven't even had a mention of Anakin outside of what Kylo Ren is talking about his grandfather. Right. So it's not like it can be a continuation of his story personally. Sure. But, you know, I, I think for me, I, I, I find it hard-pressed to believe that it would be anybody other than Anakin. Yeah. I mean, I think Obi-Wan would disagree, but... Yeah, I mean... Would it, <laughs> would it still be him, though, if it's done through his lineage? Like, since Luke is his son, or... Yeah, since Luke is his son, would that still be him being the chosen so, one? So it's instead of a chosen one person, it's a chosen one family. So the Skywalkers are the chosen ones. Well... Anakin being the chosen one and then fulfilling it through his his life and then the son's life. So like Brendan, that. you're saying it's almost like a title that one can pass on. Interesting. So kind of like the uh, the the, care- the the one caretaker of the galaxy, the the one chosen one. Sure. Well, see something interesting. Hmm. This, I mean, that's actually a really interesting idea because it somewhat solves, even if that's not actually the case, it somewhat solves kind of my problem. Um, probably my only problem with Anakin being the chosen one because we have three trilogies now instead of just two. So Return of the Jedi is not the end of our Star Wars story. And that means that concepts like the chosen one are no longer contained to just two trilogies. Now they're in three. So for us to start a third trilogy going into force awakens, going into the last Jedi, um, it, it from a storytelling standpoint, it almost requires that we address the chosen one prophecy again, even if it's only mentioned in passing, even if it's not the central part of this third trilogy. Um, it would be weird from a story from a storytelling right. standpoint. It would leave a huge plot hole to just never talk about the chosen one again, just because we assume that it was Anakin. Yeah, I mean, I have. Uh the the Force Awakens Luke Pop figure staring at me right now, and he's he's not looking good. You know, he's sad. He's pretty depressed as he's had bobbles now. Thanks, Adam. Um, but my point is, there's in that thirty year gap between Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens. Something must have happened other than the fall of the temple to make Luke think that the Force is unbalanced. Right, because he cause feels he, the need to train another chosen one. Right, because the prophecy specifically is that the chosen one would bring balance to the Force. So Luke v- feels that there's, there is an unbalance. So is that Snoke that he's feeling this entire time? Uh, or is there something else happening that is, there's so many stories that we can tell in that space uh, where Luke feels the need to raise up uh, that next chosen one? And I'm Do you think this goes back to what I was saying last week with the Jedi being complete idiots? <laughs> thinking that each... And about, let's see, that took uh, about, what, seven minutes for, uh, yep, 7.20? Brennan, Brennan Bush, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) No, seriously, do you think it's them just trying to, like, maybe there's a prophecy, like, this prophecy's got to be true, there's got to be balance brought to the force? Well, I think even with our human history, anytime there's uh, this special, you know, prophecy or or religious books, there's going to be multiple groups that are going to try to grab that prophecy or that person and attain it to themselves. So the prophecy we all kind of view as a Jedi-centered prophecy, but this could be something that's just galaxy-wide and more specifically has to do with the Force, less so than the Jedi. So the Jedi constantly are trying to claim that title to be the owners of this prophecy. Okay, so let me ask this question then. Go ahead. I've seen the entirety of Rebels, the animated series, and in that, spoilers, if if you haven't seen it yet, but in that, when Obi-Wan is confronted by Darth Maul, Darth Maul asks him, like, who are you looking for? Right. And then, is this the chosen one? And yeah. Obi-Wan says, yes. Yeah, is he the so chosen one? So it seems one? like that's, it's more than just the Jedi that believe of the chosen one prophecy. Is that, you think the Sith also knew it? And that's why they're, that's why Palpatine tried to sway Anakin over? Well, that's what I was going to go into, riffing off of Sean's point. I mean, the Emperor definitely showed a lot of interest in the person that we all thought was the chosen one. So... Why would that be the case if he also did not have some knowledge of this idea of the prophecy? Yeah, exactly. We, we have this prophecy uh, that both the Sith and the Jedi claim. So the Emperor arguably knows about the Chosen One prophecy, and a lot of valid theories point to the fact that the Emperor and his master Darth Plagueis 
possibly might have had a hand in creating Anakin. You know, the fa his father was created by the Force. Um, that's neither here nor there. We don't know if that's true or not. So, um, but I think the Emperor definitely knows about that prophecy, and he definitely wants him to be make make the balance with himself. Do you think he passed that off to Darth Maul? Or do you think Darth Maul discovered it when he was hiding, in hiding? Uh, I, I think he probably knew about it, um, and he knows that, in his opinion, the balance is, is for the Emperor to die because the, Darth Maul has been emotionally injured by, by uh, Sidious, so he wants uh, the Chosen One to take, take Sidious down. But um, continuing with, with that, um, your point about Darth Maul, uh, with Obi-Wan saying that he is the Chosen One, I think Obi Wan is saying that Obi Wan saying that Luke is the chosen one. Uh, I, th <laughs> I think uh, Obi Wan's a little bit biased uh, in the fact that uh, the previous chosen one, Anakin, was basically his his brother uh, that he had chopped three limbs off of. So it's a good point. I think I, I, I <laughs> he, well, I mean, it, if he didn't finish him off, uh, would Sidious have succeeded? I think so. Well, he's got a double tap. <laughs> he's got a double tap. But I I think Obi Wan and Yoda's opinion. Of who the chosen one is 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 going to be biased because they lived through the tragedy that that Anakin caused and the elimination of their entire life's work and uh, anyone that they've ever cared about. So they're not going to view him as someone who brings balance to the Force. Yeah, I completely agree. Or I mean, their entire idea of what balance to the Force means is so foreign. Even even to our trilogy now, it just seems like. Um, and I would take that back to Luke's idea of the Chosen One. I think that's something interesting about the new trilogy is that we are so like, far removed from the original Jedi Order that the Jedi um, don't even feel like the same thing. And I know that we haven't seen a lot of them yet. We, there's pretty much only Luke right now. But it's, it's hard to imagine that Luke... Um, is even part of the same order that we saw in the prequels, just because it's like so much time, and he's the only one left. Yeah, and and I think that we see a very jaded Luke in this uh, Last Jedi trailer. Um, but uh, Adam, you wanted to ask. Um, I just had a simple question about this whole balance discussion. What would a balanced universe be anyway? And that is the question. Yeah, I mean, we we in uh, uh, in in the eyes of the Jedi, obviously, balance of the Force is, is nothing but light. Um, but Ike, you were going to say something. Well, I was just going back to yeah, sure. To look at what they it. were saying. Sorry yeah, yeah. To go no, no, you're good. It's my rewinding point. too far. I think that the problem with what Brennan and what Richie is are getting at sure. is, I think that if you essentially say that the original prophecy was wrong or was quote-unquote misinterpreted. If you take that too far, you're going to completely undermine the prequels. Sure, yeah. Because that, that, makes, that makes these great Jedis, even the Jedi Yoda that trained Luke, you're going to make him look like an idiot. Well, I don't, Just because I mean, he's not powerful enough to interpret? I mean, well, it, I, I'm saying if he thought Anakin was it and then he was wrong, Yoda was wrong, and then now Luke comes up, and they're like, well, it's got to be Luke because Anakin sure wasn't it. How much credit are we going to give Yoda? Like, I know he's a master, but, like, how much should we take his word at if he's wrong, if he thinks he was wrong in the first place? Well, even, even Yoda had a teacher, and this prophecy isn't as, isn't as young as, as this order that we see in the prequels. It's not something that's just decided. This has been around for thousands and thousands of years. Right. So Yoda is a part of the order who's been told time and time and again you know, that there is this prophecy of the chosen one or probably the chosen Jedi is what they say to come and bring balance back. So it's not like something that he's attempting to interpret for the first time, but something that he's been taught. So do you think then that other Jedi before them have thought other Jedis were the chosen one and were wrong? I mean, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, we clearly chaos in the galaxy unfolds, you know, every 30 years. Right. So I'm just saying uh, my concern from a storytelling point of view is we, we may start to unravel a little bit of the prequels in their, um, and who they are and their power and undermine it if we go too far with it. No, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Go ahead, Richie. I mean, I think that's definitely a danger. Like, you don't want to take it too far. You don't want to undermine, like, great characters from the prequels like Yoda, like Mace Windu, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, but I think, at least as far as I understand it, 
the idea of the prophecy of the chosen one seems very much um, like a doctrine, you might even say, where, you know, it's kind of what Sean was getting at. You know, this thing is, is thousands of years old. It's been passed down. So it's not so much that, you know, these great Jedi from the prequels are, are idiots and just got this thing wrong. It's just maybe um, the doctrine itself is is just incorrect. And I think, um, you know, I mean, there is a danger. There's a danger in rolling back the prequels too far. But I think we've seen hints already that um, there, there may be reason to think that. Well, here's the beautiful thing, in my opinion, is... It wouldn't be unraveling the prequels to say that the Jedi had the wrong interpretation of the Chosen One. Because Anakin still was the Chosen One, and he still fulfilled the prophecy. It just wasn't fulfilled in the way that they thought it would be. So the way that they've been taught and, and this, their entire lives to think was that the Jedi would reign supreme, and they would be the only Force users in the galaxy, and that would be balance. Um, that's not what the prophecy was. So they were taught this prophecy and interpreted it correct, incorrectly, but the prophecy was still fulfilled via the prequel's uh, protagonist slash antagonist. Right, <laughs> but I, I guess my concern with that is for 30 years, maybe. I mean, it doesn't even look like it based on what we're hearing here with Luke. Luke, obviously, there was an unbalance pretty quickly because right. he's been searching for a while. So he brought balance to the Force for I mean, unless Luke was minutes. wrong. What what did the aftermath book say? Because I never I sure. never read them because I'm still. A I, I would say the status of the aftermath book. It's such again we we kind of backtracked ourselves yeah, last it's week. About fact, twelve. It was, months. Yeah, it was like maybe a year, yeah. and there's just definitely no balance at the end of it. I would say, maybe a little. I mean, it's hard to say. There's not a lot of force sensitive characters, so pointing towards the force specifically, right. I would say there's not really any clear indication of what yeah. it is there. Galactically wide, I would say it's still pretty unbalanced at the end, though. So getting back to the question that Adam originally posed. That's really the key to all the questions that we're asking yeah. is, what does balance in the force actually mean? I don't think anybody knows the answer to that question right now, and are we even going to get an answer to that question? Yeah, I think the, the, the character that, to me, has most resembled balance in the force was probably Sharut in Rogue One, uh, who wasn't even necessarily a force user, but more of a force conduit. Somebody who... Uh, I, I don't remember exactly what character said it and in, in what medium... Um, but essentially, he said that that there are, uh, you know, the force surrounds us. By, obviously, Yoda says the force surrounds us and binds us, and it's it's mm. it, uh, in in all living things. Um, but also, the force, uh, y- Jedi are able to be used by the force and to use the force. Right. And I think there are all the other people who can be used by the force, but cannot manipulate it themselves. Yeah. So, uh, Chirrut is somebody who completely relies on the force and truly just cease to do the force as well. Because that's the other thing that we hear about in the, in the prequels is the will of the force, you know, the will of the living force. It's this living entity right. um, that, that does have... Um, I would say the other one would be the Bendu as well. I mean, he sure. literally calls himself the one in the middle yep. or the one in between or something to that effect. And he's definitely... But is that, I mean, we don't see him... Well, maybe wield the force, debatably. Sure. Spoilers at the end. Yeah. Well, what happens to him? If he was even a character or not, or he's some sort of force ghost, we don't know. Right. But he is at least force sensitive to be able to kind of coach Kanan through using the force. Yeah. Now, is he in between as in balance, or is he in between as in moral morals? I kind of took it. I kind of took it as. I, can you distinguish between the two? I think that'd be an interesting topic. Yeah, that that's Matt, true. Matt, Matt and in the in the deep dive. And, of I, and I think if you asked the men do that, he'd say, I, "I don't deal in human emotions." Right, or something you know? to that effect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's uh, this is uh, talk of the Bindus is uh, really it excites me because I know nothing about it because I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> so for those of us that don't know about the spoilers, Bindu, this is I assume Rebels. Yeah, it's okay. in Rebels. You so that's something correct. that if I may make a plug that I'm really excited about for a hundred days uh, of Star Wars um, is that we are you know we're going to be going through Rebels here pretty soon, and uh, yeah. Well, Clone Wars is going to keep us busy for a bit. But we will get the rebels. Yeah, I, th- I think sixty percent of it is Clone Wars. But yeah. going back to the, we we're talking about the balance and the force. I'm reading a, a breakdown of the trailer because I don't have it by memory. I'm not that good. But we hear. We forgive you. In the trailer, you s- you hear Ray respond to Luke, "Lightness and darkness." Then you s- then you hear say a balance. So do you think, going back to we're saying who the chosen one is, do you think that now? that information comes to light that it could be Ray? 
a new challenger approaches. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it could be that uh, Luke was the chosen one to Obi Wan, and Anakin was the chosen one to Luke, and now Ray's gonna have to be the chosen one for the next generation. It's a bit and, of a mess, and it's it's a slight bit of a mess. Well, and it, I mean, we haven't even said this, but Kylo is still an option on the table. Right. I, I mean, mean, we don't want to. I mean, I think a lot of people don't want a repeat of another redeemed dark side character. Right. But why not? I mean, it's just because people don't want to repeat because people just complain that this is a rehash of the OT. But I mean, if if we see, I'm not saying that I feel that way. I'm just saying. But I mean, how I would you feel if we see Kylo Ren be redeemed in the Last Jedi, and then we have an entire film with this redeemed dark side character yeah. trying to fit back in? Uh, this is not entirely Star Wars, but um, and by not entirely, I mean not at all. But for those of you who've watched uh, <laughs> uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, you have one of the main oh, characters. Uh, one of the main villains in the entire series at the last season come and switch sides. And it's a really interesting dynamic to see somebody who has wronged the, the, the heroes again and again you know, from a narrative standpoint uh, and then try to join their cause and see that dynamic. I think that would be interesting to see in the Star Wars world. Well, in the Star Wars world, in the Rebels, you see an Imperial officer switch sides to the Rebels. Right, yep, well. Agent Callus. Hot Callus. Can I get one order Dang. of Hot Callus? One, one Hot Callus, please. Ooh, I would like more than one. Man, I can't wait. For as long as he, we get, yeah, as long as we get one slow mo shot, I think just whipping it back. Ooh, chills. <laughs> goose pimples. But all right, but <laughs> don't say goose pimples. I don't I, know I why. I kind of missed it. I said pimples and bumbles. I think. You said goose bumbles. Yeah, same thing. Uh, Ike Lacy, the new Doctor Seuss. So I, I think, uh, not to man, Adam says one word, breaks the table over here. Is it even? I don't. I'm not sure. Do you break the Star Wars universe if there is balance? In the Star Wars universe. Right, I mean, that's the thing. If there's balance and there's peace, there's no cool. movies. No movies. Yeah. Sweet. No merch. No podcast. No lightsabers we, needed. Yeah, we don't want to see uh, Star Wars where the Jedi always win. It's almost better when they're kind of down and out. But the, right. do the Jedi have to win to bring balance? Well, that, I think... So Dropping if we bombs? go back to the prequel trilogy, why do the Jedi think that the Force is out of balance in the first place? If their whole idea is that when the force is in balance, they're running the galaxy. Are they not running the galaxy in episode one? Jar Jar Binks, right? There he is. I love it. <laughs> um, I don't know if you'll break the table with that one, but I do appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid point. I think uh, we see uh, early on in, in the prequels, Yoda say, um, Cloud is my judgment, surrounded yeah. by the dark side. Mm. You know, so we... Herb. He he does say that they they may not have that figure of a Sith character that they know exists, but there is this huge dark side presence uh, because of Sidious's power and his reach. And it also didn't help that they you know built it on top of a temple. Yeah, I might not want to do that. Going back to tearing down Yoda's character, how do you not know that Palpatine <laughs> was a Sith? Dude was there. Good for lord, that's a great right point, in front man. Of his face? Once again, he can was clouded. His judgment was clouded. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with the Wookiees too much. He admitted it. He I noticed, mean, but he didn't realize. I, mean, I think the dude's five I, feet I see where him. you're going, but I think the whole, I think that whole argument like devalues Palpatine because we're talking about That's who true. is who is arguably, arguably the most powerful Force user that we've ever seen. He um, was extremely cunning too. Yeah, and so, and yeah, and this is. If we're talking about the most powerful force user that we've ever seen, and he's a Sith, so you know, magnify manipulation, you know, by ten. Um, I, I I could totally see, and it's not like a deval like it does that doesn't devalue Yoda's character. To me, it just makes Palpatine more powerful. I guess then does that then prove that Anakin's the chosen one since he defeated Palpatine? That is that is my opinion. uh, He was defeated Palpatine with the help of his son. I mean, he it did have the help of his son, but at the end of the day, Luke decided that he was not going to strike down Palpatine, so he wasn't going to take him out. And I think that that action made him what the Jedi were supposed to be. Um, but I think Anakin's action of taking out Sidious and essentially taking out himself is is also balance. Good riddance. I hope you have the time of your life. This so podcast brought to you by Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> do you think then Anakin needed the help of his son to do it? So in, in a sense, Luke was the chosen one? The, the Anakin that we see in Return of the Jedi absolutely needed the help of his son. So then if you're saying that, do you think the Anakin before he turned to the dark side was the chosen one? Or do you think Anakin 
throughout his entire lifetime was a chosen one. I think Anakin took the, the, the long long journey around into fulfilling his own prophecy of being the chosen one. So he was the chosen one, turned the dark side, which like again ceased being the chosen one. No. And then Luke redeemed him, then he became the chosen one again. Because the chosen one is not a light side, dark side issue. It's not just the the chosen one isn't the Jedi. It's not the Sith. It's what's in between. And I think Anakin through his entire life, if you take take the average, uh, if you find the, the median in his uh, his foresight alignment, it's probably going to be right around the middle. So then that being said, do you think the prophecy foretold Anakin killing all the younglings? Like, yeah, man, this will bring balance. Get rid of these kids. I do not think the prophecy foretold that, uh, but I do not think that it negates him from being the chosen one. I also don't think all of his actions were like, I'm doing this because I'm the chosen one. No. He he's, a little, he's a little... Blinded by his rage and anger, there. You know, that's what I'm getting at when you bring up that specifically. Like, oh yeah, let me kill these younglings because I'm the chosen one. I don't think he was thinking through it like that. I don't don't think he was really thinking at all. You don't think pride played a little bit into this, into his fall? Well, yeah, I I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree. I'm I'm just saying, I don't think that he necessarily made every decision because of that. Is what I'm getting at. Because he seemed pretty blinded, pretty much by anything except for saving Padme. That was the true. only thing That's that true. he was. Yeah, on his the mind. only motivations behind anything he did was trying to stop him from himself I think killing it does her. Fit his essentially, character, though, what you're saying, I think, does fit his character having that pride. I mean, because we see him try to take down my boy Obi. Oh well, that turned out for him. So. Yeah, and just uh, I, I wish those of you at home could have just uh, seen the look on Ike's face when Brennan called Luke a quote <laughs> priceless. I'm hoping like a rock eyebrow over I'm here. I'm hoping we have uh, some R2 noises over these uh, these fallow <laughs> words that we have spouting out of Brennan's <laughs> orifice in his face. Hey, I'm just telling you how I see it, guys. I'm trying to be raw. You know, maybe we need someone to be the balance in this conversation. Ooh, and with that note... You're supposed to flip it back and say it backwards so that it seems like it has more impact. Ooh, I can't make that joke twice in a row. That will be a feature on episode three. Coming soon, episode three. Episode three, the return of John F. Kennedy. <laughs> the last Jedi. Can I add one thing with what you guys said about uh, the family? The, as you mentioned, the one thing that Anakin had clarity for was Padme. And it was literally through Padme then with the two kids that helped bring him in the last episode, in episode six, to mm. take down Palpatine. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's a good point. That, you know, again, we bring back to this fact that uh, the Force has its own will and it has its own knowledge. So you could say that uh, Anakin was to be the chosen one, and the Force saw that, given his surroundings, he wasn't on the path to fulfill that. So the Force said, you know what? We're going to need some kids, and they're going to need to come from the chosen one, and this is how it's going to go. Because um, Padme never knew the entire... I, I, here's the other thing. Technology is, is pretty darn good in the Star Wars universe, and I would think that Padme being a senator is going to the top doctors in uh, all of Coruscant, or wherever she is. She never knows she's having twins. Until they're born, she only picked out one name. To, 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 at least, from what I understand, is she? Maybe I, she's I, one of those like all natural. Ooh, that's, that's where that's I was true. going. Call I the was midwife. Make that comment, and it, I decided not to. But <laughs> since you went there, let's go there. Right? No, uh, it could be. Yeah, I, I don't know. Padme kind of strikes me as one of those. I don't want to know, or or maybe yeah, I'm going to stop talking before I get in trouble. I but. mean, we we see when she's giving birth, she's obviously not using epidural. She's in a lot of pain. Yeah, good point. <laughs> But, I mean, that could be the fact The that real her, burning topics answered here at the Cannon that Factory. That could be the point that her, her husband tried to kill her. You know, that could be part of that. She or had a rough unexpected. day. She had a rough, uh, rough uh, We can get to another, another, another popular theory uh, out there. Is did, did Padme actually die of sadness? Or did she, uh, did she have the life suctioned out of her by uh, good old Palpatine? Uh, kind of referring to his, his tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise, saying... He had the power to stop those uh, he cared about from dying. And the Emperor cares a bit about Anakin in a selfish way, uh, and he uses uh, the dark side of the Force to kind of take those living midichlorians out of Padme and into uh, her good old lover boy. Yeah, I mean, it could be that when uh, Anakin is told the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise, that he left out the detail that to keep someone else alive, someone else has to die. Right, because he does say... The, that he doesn't, the Emperor uh, Palpatine doesn't say that he has the ability to uh, basically create new midichlorians. He said they found a way to manipulate the midichlorians into a way of creating life. Right. We don't know how that was that he was right, able to keep those from, from dying. Right. But not himself because he couldn't 
Which would make sense. Which would make sense because if he's dying, it's, it would be pretty right. darn hard to... For some reason, I have this feeling, though, that that was disproven by something. I don't know where I heard um, that. I do not believe that to be the case. Um, I, I think it's proven that it's not canon because it wasn't said and right. it wasn't seen until a story's told it's not canon. Um, but I don't think it was said to be not true. It's not not true. So it's not not. Right. One more question about this. Does this, this whole chosen one thing... Break our canon factory rule about. <laughs> I didn't know we had rules. Mother, mothers being crap. able to understand what, <laughs> what's going on. And I mean, like, I mean, this and that's that's probably the reason why it's not oh. explained. I mean, this is on the the side of wild speculation. Most of our talk so far, which we try to steer. Uh, away. I don't know about wild, but I'd say popular in our opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, so just for those of you at home, we we kind of have a rule. Or on the here. road, you could be listening to this in your car. Yeah, you never know. Um, but we kind of have a rule. That uh, any theory that we might have about what's going on in the Star Wars universe, um, if it can't be explained to our moms, my Speci- mom. specifically, oh, no, my specifically, mom. Ike's specifically, Ike's mom, specifically Ike's mom, yeah. Ike's mom then it's hey, probably not a very good theory. And we say that because you know a lot of a lot of these theories um, take, for instance, you know, I'll just take shots at a popular one out there right now, but that Snoke is Darth Plagueis. Um, while a very interesting theory for Star Wars fans who are versed in the lore, like my, you know, my mom doesn't know who Darth Plagueis is. And only if you really pay attention in Episode Three would you even know who he is. So I think that one wouldn't be entirely hard to explain, but it's also entirely false, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I mean, it would require. Um, it would require watching the movies. Yeah. Yeah, it would require a lot of a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Richie. I don't mean to stomp on your toes. <laughs> yeah, I just. I do. Uh, you know, I don't know. It just—it would require like a question and answer session to yeah. the audience. It would, it would require a Wikipedia article a lot of, yeah, exactly. to explain it, or you know, uh, a whole entire novel worth of book. Or not—that's a little bit of an exaggeration. The Canon Factory, the novel amount. coming to you in a store yeah. near you, Amazon, Amazon slash years. No the theory wouldn't require a long thesis. Today. Yesterday, Luke turning into a force griffin. Just saying. Once again, Brennan brings valuable information to our podcast. I'm just saying, it was in Clone Wars, it's possible. Before we fall deeper off the deep end of which we already currently reside. You all see. Before I see Luke as a Force Griffin, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. (laughs) Uh, Probably the the thing that Star Wars fans want the most currently, unless you're Matt Robinson, is uh, a new trailer for The Last Jedi. Now, here's an interesting question about that. Matt, when the trailer drops, see, you guys don't know this. Matt has decided that he's going to take a sabbatical from Star Wars Future. How how are you going to get through these podcasts when we're going to be breaking it down? That's a great question. I I might have to leave the room. That's those earmuffies. Put them on. All right. But yeah, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, Yeah. this trailer. Let's talk about it. Yeah, sure. So I think uh, something that would be interesting is uh, if we all kind of made some predictions from what we would. Like either what you would like to see or you think is likely to see. Uh, if you're saying it's what you would like to see, uh, you're probably going to be somewhat off base. Uh, like if Brennan would like to see 37 Force Griffins carrying him into the closing scene Just of the one. film, um, we're, we're I would probably okay not going to see that, that as a trailer. You would, what was that? I would I would be okay watching that trailer. <laughs> you would be okay watching that trailer. Yeah, yeah I, I would probably uh, I'd probably pay for that movie. In I'd probably be honest. pretty pissed. <laughs> Maybe I'll just be the only one that's not being ironic right now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's start uh, with uh, Mr. Mr. Talky Talkington over there, uh, Mr. Brennan Bush. Uh, what is something that you would on a, on a you know what? And I'm not here to judge. If on a more serious note, you would like to see that Force Griffin, go ahead. You can talk about that. Say your piece. Uh, but what is something that you would think is either a bold prediction or that you would like to see in the, in the trailer? I mean, honestly, I think it'd be funny to see a Force Griffin. <laughs> not, not as like a true Star Wars fan, just to see everybody freak out about sure, it. Sure, yeah. But we see we've seen a bunch of leaks with toys that are that have Ray and uh, the Praetorian Guard. Is that what they're called? A Praetorian Guard. Praetorian it it, it guard. is uh, referring to the Roman Guards. Has anyone? So they're all they're all paired together, and we see that. So I'd like to see just like a maybe a two second clip of them either charging at each other or about to go into full battle because it seems like yeah. everything that they have is them paired together. Like they're going to be. Doing serious battle. Yeah, I mean, there's that beso- behind-the-scenes uh, photo of of Ray train uh, of Daisy Ridley training, uh, fighting against two people or three people, right. and and Kylo Ren training against fighting two people. Some people would jump to conclusions and think that's Luke and Ray, but 
could be his own Praetorian guards. Uh, not sure. Uh, I think that you say that. Um, this is a, a little bit off our off our topic here, uh, but that would be interesting to see if if we do see Kylo Ren kind of start switching sides and have the Praetorian guards going to take out Rey, but Kylo saying you know he wants to he still wants to teach her and and taking them out. So you're saying Snoke's gonna be like finish her, and he's like no we can still bring her over to the dark. Yeah, side. that type of thing. So then okay. Snoke says, well that's on you. Go ahead, and and still the Praetorian guards listen to him. But yeah, that would be absolutely. I mean, that's something that we've now clearly seen time and again. The Praetorian Guards are in existence, so that wouldn't be something harmful to put in a trailer. Yeah. That's that's just my thoughts. That's my one little thing that I'd I'd like to sure. see. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Richard, son of Richard. Yeah. So what I would like to see, um, since in the first trailer we we got to see a fair bit of Ray and Luke um, on Ach two. Ach. Ash two. Ash two. Okay. We're gonna get it. Yeah, I'm, keep, I'm keep moving here, guys. We got there. it. Yeah. So we saw, you know, a fair bit of Ray and Luke already, and in my opinion, um, I'll take kind of the Matt line on this. I don't need to see any more of Ray and Luke. I've seen enough. You've got me. I'm going to the theater to see this movie. Right. I don't want to see any more. Wait, of you that. need convinced? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's all based on the trailer. If it wasn't good, I wasn't gonna go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Most um, impressive. But yeah, so, I mean, we've seen plenty of that. What I would like to see is a trailer that kind of mirrors our first trailer where uh, maybe we, we start with a voiceover from Snoke and we see some um, maybe scenes of Kylo Ren training, which is something that I think everyone kind of wants to see in The Last Jedi anyway. We want to see um, some dark side training going on. Cause yeah, absolutely. Just kind of So yeah. that's, that's a cool thought to just completely mirror it so instead of luke voicing over you have snoke yeah and then you know you you get to the end of the trailer and maybe we just get a glimpse of snoke so you're just hearing his voice through the beginning and you're seeing like images maybe some of the praetorian guards like brennan was talking about maybe some of kylo training a little bit of hux a little bit of hux just first order stuff and then you get to the end of the trailer and it's a close-up on snoke's face and he says the last line and then boom star wars the last jedi december 15th richie i'm gonna put you on the spot what what is Snoke's line at the end there? Kill Luke Skywalker. Ooh. And the Jedi. It's time for the Jedi to end. Ooh, that would be really interesting if right. he just it was says the same, the same line thing. as yeah. Luke. I actually like that. Now here's here's a question that stems off of what Richie mentioned. How long do you think Hux is going to last? Do you think he's going to make it through this movie? Because I mean, Imperial Imperial generals they don't seem to last very long. That's a good point. Um. But I do th- well. The good thing Hux is a first order general. It's also yeah, true. yeah. For first order, uh, first order general uh, Hux. You know, he, I, I think he'll stick around. And we um, saw Phasma come back, even though. Yeah, Phasma's st- still around. I think that unless, you know, we, we I don't think I've seen any new uh, first order higher ups been casted, and that could be just something that we're missing. Um, but run by you at all. No, well, I, usually I have meetings with them on Wednesdays, but I did have to step out this week. Uh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Hux dies in Episode 9. Ooh, you've heard it here first. I think he goes down with his ship. He's a, he's a captain through and through. Nine or eight. I will go down. Yep. T- TLJ or, or the last one? So nine. nine or last one? Nine, nine. Yeah, in nine. 9, I in think nine. Hux dies. He's, he's, he's going to go out fighting, but yeah. he, I don't, yeah. Hux is gone. He's lost cause. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't see Hux dying in this film uh, because our our opening climax is at the uh, current resistance base and it seems like the closing climax is going to be on the planet Crate where there's an old rebellion base. doesn't sound like a place that the First Order would be. So I'm not sure if the entire movie, the resistance, is under attack because if they're at Crate again and we see the walkers uh, kind of coming at those, uh, those speeders on Crate, uh, what what's the end game they're going to be? Um, because they, their location's known. Are we going to end it again, like in TFA, where we see um, the, the first order knows the resistance location going into the next film? It's going to be the same thing again. Um, how, long, how long did Tarkin last? Uh, just the first one, just in episode four. Yeah, he, he went down with the Death Star. See you later. So I mean, we saw Hux. So long, Governor. Survived the first one with Kylo. Yeah, he was a. See, that's the thing. Is Hux a soldier through and through? Uh, Richie, because uh, he seemed to have a pretty good ship in Starkiller Base, and that thing started crumbling. He did not think twice about ditching his crew and leaving. That actually is a good point. So he's a little bit of a bitch. 
I, uh, <laughs> I would also say, like, what, what's going on with his dad, right? Like, I, don't, uh, yeah. I think that also would draw some, some allegiance issues. He does, doesn't seem to have a good relationship with, the, relationship with his dad. Hux's wait, dad? Wait, well, so Hux's dad's long gone yeah, at this Huck, point. Right, but that's what I'm saying. But going into it, right? Like, so, like that's his tie and it's his dad. Right. Who he didn't have a good relationship with. Well, he didn't have a good relationship with him. His dad was... Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah, so his dad this is, is the aftermath book. This is, yeah, aftermath so this is in the aftermath book. we learned that uh, Hux's father, uh, Armitage, Armitage Hux is, is current Hux, and his father... Brennan, go ahead and look that up Somebody for me. Somebody get that on the Google. Go ahead and yeah, I'm go ahead and find uh, Hux's exactly father. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, Hux's father was a member of uh, the Empire, and he was largely in charge of the Stormtrooper program. Um, so when the first, when the uh, Imperial Remnant is kind of gearing up to retreat into the unknown, uh, they're trying to grab a couple of key people that they will need to rebuild an Empire uh, in the, the shape of the First Order. And one of the t- one of the people they grab is um, General Hux's father, Brendel. Uh, Brendel, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right, Brendel Hux, um, to kind of lead the Stormtrooper Initiative. Um, but basically, that's going to be inherited by uh, Armitage's son, uh, and that's how we see him leading uh, the the Stormtroopers uh, in The Force Awakens. We've derailed completely. Uh, Sorry, no. I'm, just, I'm just trying to ask questions for those who aren't as versed. Like sure, myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just saying uh, that wasn't a bad question. No, this it is the point. Question. Our point I'm is to saying, come up with ideas and, and see where those conversations bring us. How the heck did we get here? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Wait, we came. We came from Richie's Richie's idea of what the trailer is going to be. This whole and uh, just saying, so see the phrase "a little bit of Hux" brought us a little bit of theory, a little bit of conversation. All right. Sorry, Richie. We back can to always what you were saying. go back and listen and figure out how we got here. That is true. That is true. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> I'm done. Um, yeah, I just would like to see Snoke close out. Um, cool. Yeah, no, I think that'd be, that'd be really interesting to see. Uh, maybe give us a little flash of that blang blang, that, that little black ring on his, on his arm, on yeah. his hand. Yeah. Wait, what do you think that's for? I mean, there's rumors. I mean, th- listen, there's so much crap there on the internet that you don't rumors. know. So, I mean, people say that it's a, it's a black kyber crystal, which. I've never seen a crystal be anything other than clear. Like a Schwartz ring? Schwartz be with you. Yeah, so um, I think it's just a, a cool ring. You know, he's got that f- those fly gold robes. Um, I think it's just a, a, a good old ring. The only thing that I could think is that it's a it's a status check. So he's a part of um, some kind of elite group, and that's kind of their symbol. Like Canto Bite seems to have a, a large group of, of elite individuals. So it would be interesting to see if they all, some of them have that same type of, of ring or, or black stone. That's my only thought on it. Like a gang sign that they flash? Sure. Yo, I'm in the Knights of Ren. Yo, Knights of Ren get hype. Right? Um, like, so, why, don't you, why don't you show your... Why don't you show yeah, your I think for me, I, I want to fall, and I think they did a really good job with this in The Force Awakens tr- uh-huh. leading up to it. Um, I want to see as little as possible. Yeah. Uh, I want to. I want to. I want to see. So do you, Star do you Wars. want a trailer? Or are you fine with hype. it? Just. I mean, I. I think. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna see the movie, right? I feel but like they have to have another. Trailer. Right. Yeah. They're, oh, they're gonna have one for sure. Yeah. But oh, yeah, it's yeah. just a matter of like. But do you want it? Oh, yeah, I want it deep you, down. You, you, you want it in your heart. It, yeah. But you know, I know that for me, and I, I. I remember leading up to the Force Awakens, spending time on Reddit, spending time on the internet, and there was some times. Where there, most of what the timeline that they had laid out, based on what we had seen in the trailers and making some guesses, we had like most of the outline of the movie. Yeah, I kind of hated myself because I basically had uh, Han Solo's death borderline spoiled for right. me. Right, because so that, it was at that point that I had I had ducked out completely. Right. Yeah, and and I'm already approaching that point because, yeah. like you said, for the most part, we can draw we can draw already some some big major plot points and when they're going right, to occur absolutely. in the movie. So I think, like, for me, show me as much as you can without showing me anything. Yeah. But what I really want in this trailer, there's one thing that I want. Yeah. Man, give me some of that John Williams. Ooh. Man, I, that, 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 that's every single trailer. We haven't touched on this yet, including the Rogue One trailers. Man, those John Williams scores, like, hit me with them. Or, you know, I mean, John, I know John Williams didn't do Rogue One, but those, those, right, yeah. those, those music, man, like, just really jerking at my heartstrings, bringing yeah. up those emotions of... You know, the originals, the OTs. Uh, when we heard that Leia and Han theme while the oh, Falcon yeah. came around the corner. Oh, so I still great. get chills from that, man. Oh, it's dude, great. Yeah, it's chills. You know, so yeah, that's it's, what it's, I want. It's another chance to see beautiful cinematography. Yeah, some good cinematography, some really good, really good John Williams scores, and I'm in 100%, you know? So, I, to me, I want those, those heartstrings jerked at, and how they're going to do that is a good song 
and maybe a little bit of fan service one-liner like mm. Chewy We're Home. Yeah, what's the Chewy We're yeah, Home line? Yeah, exactly. What's the yeah. Chewy We're Home line? So, uh, you know, that's kind of where I am. I- I'm cool with just like some, and Brendan brought this up, like some cool one or two second shots of like just cool stuff. But I don't nec- don't you don't have to show me more of what I've already seen. Yeah, a good score with like some er- actors in the same places that they just were with someone talking over the track over the thirty seconds of the trailer, mm-hmm. and I'm in. I'm hooked. Yeah, I'm good. So to summarize, you want John Williams music and cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, is that not the perfect summary but of a Star Wars fan? Yeah, that is it's not Wars, what we all right? want. <laughs> Super detailed. Right. Well, you know, like I, I just don't want I don't want showed more than that much more than I already have because I don't want any more of the plot spoiled that I don't have to. So for me, John Williams score, a few more things, small things, and I'm in. I'm good 100%. All right, Matt. Matt, what you got? All right, well, everyone sitting in this room already knows that I would be completely okay if they didn't even come out with another trailer. So I'm going to say that my ideal trailer would just be the Star Wars title page with the theme music and then coming to theaters, whatever the day. Maybe just like some... uh, you see the stars, and in the background, you just kind of hear some heavy breathing. You have like that a, would be great. Like 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 we see that that shot of Ray sprinting. Like I will be. So you just kind of hear. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear Ray like Ray just kind of like that like quiet. <sighs> just breathe. And then you get that Star Wars title card. You get You're welcome for all your, all your all your listeners out there. It's done. Breathing in your ears. That would be the biggest yep. tease ever. I think everybody would be pissed off though. Like. Star Matt would oh, proven wrong. Every, everyone would not be pissed because Matt would not. They would get marketing so much from the market. That's like, why so I want them to do oh, it. The articles written. Oh, the juicy articles. The podcast we would make. Oh, the, the hour-long podcast about the stars that are in it. Oh, just what, talking about the what does the breathing mean? The vistas. But, but the what vistas. The, the frequency there, there of, of, the, three, of, the, of the breathing. There were three breaths. There were there were three chosen ones. There were three breaths. There it is. We solved it. Right. Confirmed. Half I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like everyone else here. I, it's not going to take any more trailers to convince me to go see this opening day. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Mean, please. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's convincing, but. Um, but maybe, maybe if anything, the Porgs. What is up <laughs> with the Porgs? Right. They just, seen them interact with Chewie. You're saying? Yeah, I see this Porg all of a sudden in, with Chewie. What What's he doing? Yeah, I, I want I want us to pan into uh, I want, like tease us pan into to Achto. Think we're gonna see more of Ray Luke and just kind of see R two Chewie and the and the Porgs and just kind of stand there with R two and Chewie and a Porg just come and land on R 2s head and Chewie just kind of and then cut and another one lands on his shoulder. Then we go to the next scene. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Man, that the new BB eight man. Oh, yeah. I remember the Force Awakens leaned up to it. Everyone's like, Oh my God, BB eight is adorable. Everybody's the same way with the Porgs, man. And all you people who are getting mad about the Porgs, you shut the hell up because those <laughs> things are are beautiful. We don't want to alienate. Are you are Porgs you, are you gonna call tell because me to be easy, Brandon Bush? Mister, the Jedi are worthless. Let's deface Yoda. Everyone sucks. You're telling me to the island back. Me? So, Sean. That's fine. That's fair. It's uh, it's your turn, man. What do you want to see? <sighs> well, uh, my uh, my scholars here have have kind of brought up mostly what I would would want to see. Um, I think I'm with you, Richie. I don't need to see more of Luke and Ray. Uh, I, I want that to be as mystical in my viewing experience as possible, um, because you know, we've waiting so long to see Luke and where he is. I want to see that in its entirety by itself. Um, <laughs> Adam's showing us some some more cute forks, um, but yeah, I, I I would like to see possibly uh, Chewie with the porgs. Uh, I would like to see uh, some of the dark side stuff. But really, what I'd really like to see is is Leia. Um, we really haven't seen much of Leia at all, and <laughs> uh, popping up in front of me is a recipe for pork potatoes. So I'm all about that. Um, but I, I would like to see you know this is going to be uh, Princess Leia's last Star Wars film. And we really haven't seen her in the trailer. Uh, I'd like to see maybe one uh, BA line from her, or uh, it kind of sounds like that Poe has kind of become her surrogate son and kind of the the stand-in to become the next main leader of the Resistance. So maybe see a little bit of them interacting and and where they're going, uh, because we know that Finn and Rose are going to go off on their adventure. Luke and Ray are on theirs. Are, are Poe and Leia going to be together? We that's probably one of the things we don't know is is where. Uh, our Poe uh, and Leia going. That's one thing I've been really disappointed about is sure. how little we've seen of Poe. Yeah. I feel like they set him we up s- to be like this huge character. I've seen very little. Well, it's interesting so because originally yeah. he wasn't supposed to survive The Force Awakens. That crash on, on Jakku, he died in the original write-up. So when the, the, the role was pitched to uh, Oscar Isaac, 
um, J.J. Abrams is like, you start off the film, and Oscar's like, great. He's like, you do this, and it's kind of all, you're, you're a main center. He's like, yeah, I'm all about it. And then you die. And he's like, oh. And he's like, well, I don't want to die. And J.J.'s like, all right, well, well, we'll think of something. And they came back to, to read over the table, the, the table reading, and Oscar's like, so what's the story? He's like, oh, you, I figured it out. You don't die. You're good to go. So, do you think that Oscar like leveraged his role to to, to not die? Like, you think maybe? J- uh, J- I don't J- think so. J- he J- seems like, like a pretty stand-up guy. I think Oscar yeah. was just really excited to be in Star Wars, and he was really disappointed to die in Star Wars. Yeah. So, I mean, if 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 any of us had a role in Star Wars, it w- we probably wouldn't want to die immediately. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. human condition. Um, I uh, he's my favorite character in the Force Awakens. He's 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 awesome. Yeah. He's he's really Mr. cool. I think if you walk through him logistically. I think, like, for me, he's definitely my favorite. It doesn't even make a whole lot of sense exactly, like, why anyone else would be, I don't know, that's just me personally. Me personally. Ray's cool, but, yeah. you know, she gets her force abilities a little quick, if we're all honest with ourselves. Well. Poe is awesome and pretty much BA the entire time. Yeah, I mean, I think. Finn just runs from everything. I mean, that's I, think, the end of the story. I think we all wanted Finn's personality to be that of Poe's, which the cool, calm, collected, got it all together, Mr. Right. Suave. right. Yeah, I, I think uh, it seems like Ray is very much taking that Luke role, and Finn is very much taking that Han role, and Poe, you know, it seems like he's taking maybe the Leia role, or maybe he's he's kind of carving out his own path. Um, but you know, Finn, it seems like remember at, at the end of the Force Awakens, the only reason why he stuck around was because of his crush on Ray, uh, and now that Ray's off doing her own thing, it'll be interesting to see if he still wants to stick around with the Resistance, or he's kind of like, no, the First Order's still around. And they still blew up like a huge system, so I still want to kind of flee. Well, if you mean the the Entertainment Weekly article said that he was still trying to run, and there that you go. Rose was gonna save him by showing him the hero that she viewed him to be. Okay. So that he was actually gonna be the big guy or Mister Big Shot that he said he was in the first one. Uh, quote: Big deal. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, that's probably what I want to see a little bit of what's going on. Uh, with, the re- with the resistance, because we can talk crap about how probably most of us weren't thrilled with the amount of politics in the, in the prequels. Um, but I, I loved think it. I really did. You did, honestly? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's, and that's what I loved about the Clone, uh, the Clone Wars anime yeah. series, was how much politics was in it. Yeah, I, 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 as, an, uh, as an adult now, looking back, I really don't mind it. Um, as a kid, I didn't really understand it, but it, I didn't, there was explosions, so I didn't care. Um, but I would like to see some of the politics. You know, I, I, reading the aftermath trilogy and then reading Bloodlines, it's still very clear how big of a role politics plays in the galaxy, and we didn't see that at all in the Force Awakens. We just see, you know, stereotypical good versus evil, don't not really knowing their backgrounds. Bloodlines, the novel, I really suggest you guys all go out and read. Um, really goes into depth about really the, the the political origins of the First Order, uh, and starting to see the shortcomings of the New Republic. And how it's really still, uh, it, it never really took on. Um, we don't really see um, where uh, the, the, the New Republic is, is taking a, a foundation in the galaxy. It, it never catches on. Um, so to see if they're kind of trying to think up a new strategy uh, in that terms of, of politics. Because there's this whole galaxy that is now has no government, essentially. And it's it's very much the Wild West, more so than it ever was in the original trilogy, even. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, that uh, dynamic. Uh, final couple of minutes here, we're going to go ahead and make some bold predictions. Uh, so we'll go around the same order. Uh, Brennan, if you had one bold prediction, uh, I could probably guess Other what than it was. The Force Griffin? If you really want it to be the Force Griffin, I'll let you talk about it. But otherwise, shoot for something actually realistic that actually bold. Because, yeah, you know, the Force Griffin's a shoe in Because I mean, the Force Griffin seems too obvious to be... Right, yeah, absolutely. Um, Severe think, eye roll. I don't know. I think we'll see... I don't think the Knights... Like, we, we see mentioned that the Knights of Ren were... There's there's some cloudiness whether they were killed or they're, they're now the Praetorian Guards. Um, so, that being said, I'd like to see my bold prediction... You'd like to see your bold prediction. Yeah, I'd like to see my bold prediction. My bold prediction is that they aren't dead and they are the Praetorian Guards. Okay, yeah, I think that's, that's totally really plausible. Bold, but I feel like it's, it's a safe... It's not entirely bold, but it's... it's a a safely bold prediction. Safely, safely bold. Yeah, I think I think what's interesting is the, the Royal Guards, which these kind of guys take take after, they were very they were uniform in their design. Correct. They all had the same gear. These Praetorian Guards do not. They have the, different helmets, they have different weapons. Which all the Knights of Rem 
did have different different weapons. helmets, different weapons. Exactly. So it matches up. Seems like, like the uh, Star Wars Ninja Turtles. Right. <laughs> so it seems like they got a a little bit of um, a promotion, some new health insurance. They got all the all the 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 go to things. Richie, bold prediction: The Last Jedi. What's going to happen that we have no idea is going to happen? Okay. Um, so everything about The Last Jedi is being set up that Luke has some very fundamental questions or, or maybe has found some like very revealing answers sure. about the Force. Um, and so my bold prediction for The Last Jedi is just one sentence, and it is, there is no such thing as the Chosen One. You've heard it here first. Wowzers. Wow. Can I just say, if I ever heard a phrase that represented uh, clicking bold on Microsoft Word, uh, I think that was it. Control B. (laughs) So for me, I I think the problem, the fundamental problem uh, with, not to get super meta, uh, I think uh, my bold prediction is that there is no no bold statements by Ryan Johnson. And what I mean by that is, okay. I think everyone is expecting a, a no, I am your father statement. Yeah. And uh, everybody wants it. Everybody wants that juicy, that good stuff that's going to that drop goose, some goose. bomb. But n- I think if Ryan's smart, unless he's got a really, really good idea, nothing's going to live up to everyone's expectations if that's the level yeah. that he's aiming for. Because literally, I mean, I would say, I, maybe I'm a little biased here being sure. the, the type of guy who makes a Star Wars podcast. Um, but that is one of the greatest, most quoted lines in all of history. One of the greatest twists in all of you oh, know cinema history, yeah. cinematic history. Yeah, yeah. So to try to live up to that, I don't. You know, I I think if he's smart, he won't try. Uh, just because yeah. it it's it's a lo- would be a logistical nightmare to make everybody that happy. So that's kind of where I stand. I think that there'll be some cool stuff that happens. I think there'll be some things maybe that we don't expect, but some huge bold prediction. I think I'm out on. Yeah, I get that. I mean, and. I think the reason why you were able to have that kind of major statement in episode five is because you had the same guy telling the story in all three movies. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, George Lucas had his vision for the three movies, so he was able to say, like, this is going to happen, and we're going to have this drop this bomb of, of I Am Your Father uh, in episode five. Whereas J.J. Abrams wrote his movie and just kind of handed the reins over to Ryan Johnson yeah. with no strings attached from what it sounds like. There's no right. pre-planned thing. Uh, I, I bet you right That's now, like. Colin uh, Trevorrow is, is probably seeing some of The Last Jedi right now and trying to think of, of how his story is going to look. And Ryan's going to be there to advise and answer questions if he has them. But it's Colin's story to tell, and this is going to be Ryan's story to tell. Yep. So this movie is going to be uh, self-sufficient. It's like, you know, very much like, like Rogue One. You can watch that by itself and understand right. what's happening. It's going to be the same thing with this film. I agree. You're going to be able to watch it from start to finish and not be lost with uh, any of the, the, de- the details. Yeah, I was just going to say that's kind of um, when the six of us first started getting together and talking Star Wars, that was kind of a bomb that was dropped on us that we found out that um, this, this trilogy is being written different from others. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of really threw a wrench in, in everyone's favorite Snoke theory, at least. But, <laughs> um, All of my theories, yeah. I've realized, are pointless. Yeah, but I'm I'm into it. I'm behind it. I trust Ryan. Um, Absolutely. Trusted JJ. So the more I hear about Ryan, the more I see him getting involved. I mean, what he did at at, uh, at the, celebration, at celebration, yeah. going out and greeting everybody. The more I've seen him talk, he's a real classic. The more I and I saw this in Gareth too in Rogue One. He just is such a fanboy of the of the of the whole series. And yeah. so to have someone that I know is at least a little bit like me. Right, you know, in there yeah, holding and, the reins, I trust him. And we watched him on the Star Wars show today, and just seeing uh, yeah. how excited and giddy he is to be in Skywalker Ranch, right? And, and sitting next to John Williams and watching this movie that he's directed, yeah, and and just love loving the Star Wars universe. Uh, he said, like, if he was asked to do another one, he would absolutely do it. And if there's anybody at this point that we've seen make the make new Star Wars films that was going to say, uh, "We're going to give you the reins for an entire trilogy," I'd want it to be Ryan. And that's that's a now that's, that, that's, that's, that's a bold, bold prediction. Statement. There's my bold prediction. I haven't seen his for movie, the, but if you want to make Wars all of them, universe. I'm okay with it. Not all of them, but uh, slow your roll there, Sean. Listen, <laughs> are we not making bold predictions right now? That we is, are. Let's so hear yours. That's let's hear fair. it. Let's hear that's it. Fair. What you got for the movie, or does that count for me? The movie. All right. Yeah, so for, for the movie, the last Jedi. Uh, bold prediction. Um, I think we're going to see uh, a major hit. Um, I think Ryan has said that he's trying not to make this a rehash. And at the end of episode five, we had the Empire very much in control and, and the Rebellion kind of uh, on the run. 
I think it's going to be a little bit flip-flopped here. Hmm, that's an interesting thought. I think so we're going to see... opens the door for redeemed Kylo, then? I think it might open the door for redeemed Kylo. I think uh, my bold prediction will be that uh, the New Republic will be uh, starting to um, reclaim, start to, start to reclaim some of the, the primary planets in the galaxy and reestablish uh, a, a Republic. And um, I think we're going to see Leia's sacrifice uh, be the uh, the catalyst in that because I think Ray, uh, Leia's sacrifice uh, is going to see uh, Kylo rethink his entire life. I thought I read an article that said Leia would, didn't die. We don't know if she's going to die. We Didn't we John saw Boyega say that John Boyega said that the film does a very good job in making sure that Leia lives on. That could be in your heart. That could be physically. That could be as a Force That's ghost. We've right. got no idea. It, the Star Wars universe has so many ways of making somebody live on. We're never going to see Leia's face again after this movie. Yeah. So I don't know how they can do that and have her stay. I mean, I always alive. said that. Right. I always thought that her and Chewie were going to go off in the Millennium Falcon to. Re- Recruit for the resistance. What is that? Just what is this like? Yeah. Furious Seven here? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna say. So, so driving down the road, gives them the nod. I'm just gonna see them driving drive. to the sunset and be like, yeah, okay, there goes two main characters from our entire life, and they're just like, nah, I'm done. Right? Yeah, I don't know about that, uh, but it could be. I mean, uh, you're 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 not saying they're flying in the sunset. You're saying that they would go off to say. I mean, they're they're, yeah, they're not like saying. Well, they're saying, like, let's go get more people. And I mean, and that could work into what I was just saying with the New Republic being solidified and Leia saying, I need to stay here and govern. And the fight's sure. going to continue out there, but I need to stay here and make sure that this government doesn't fall apart because that's something that she didn't do in, in Bloodlines. She uh, very much, well, she, she stuck around. She was the senator uh, of the remaining people of Alderaan, and she did her job as a senator, but she was by no means that central figure. And she always kind of fought for there to not be a central figure. But I think seeing her experience um, of, of the Republic falling apart so quickly, she realizes that at least for the short term, she needs to be that central figure like Mon Mothma was. Makes sense. Um, Matt, you got one? All right. So I'm going to go way, way out on a limb here. So hold on to your seats. Try to track with me. I'm clenched. Ripping. I'm going to say Luke will not turn into a Force... Griffin. You heard it here first, folks. Dropping bombs. There will be no Force Griffin. That is Matt's bold prediction. And I got to say... I hope to God you're wrong. Adam, you got one for us? I'm just sitting here. I know there's some uh, ideas against seeing Vader reappear. Sure. But I'm kind of curious if there's any reflection from Luke uh, meeting maybe the gravesite. Of his father again. Okay, so you so we always kind of thought that Kylo might be one going back to Vader's castle. Maybe Luke goes to Vader's castle, goes to his grave on Endor. Sure, maybe. That's not too bold. No, that's bold. Can I mean, I that's that's a that's a lot of screen time. Can I make another bold prediction? Uh, Brandon, we said one, but I'm I know, feeling but generous. I, I have one that I actually thought I'm, of. Like, I'm, you guys put me on the spot. So I'm like, feeling generous. We see Luke's green lightsaber. That is bold because. Yeah, I mean, it is something that everybody talks about, but we don't know if it's going to happen. Right. I don't think it's going to happen. If you, you follow, if you follow Star Wars leaks on Reddit, they are obsessed with the green saber. Well, Reddit's obsessed with anything that you know t- ignites their lightsaber. But I'm just saying, we've seen. <laughs> but actually, wow. seriously though, man, <laughs> I mean, we've seen we've seen the different toy mock-ups, and we see Luke's hand looks like it's ready to hold something. It could be a. Could sta- be his walking stick. Could be his walking stick, but his walking stick could also be could Ray's be hand. his lightsaber. Could be. We saw Maul's l- walking stick turn lightsaber. And that's a good point. That's something that I thought about as well. I'm like, just saying. No, nah, it's a good point. It's a bold prediction. Yeah, absolutely. Really. I wanted to say real fast, just yeah. going back to John Boyega's statement about Leia, um, I, I feel like every one of the cast have like so much tact when they do these interviews. It's almost like it was planned. It's really impressive. Yeah, like it, it's almost like there was a like a – a, um, like a meeting at Lucasfilm where they, they got well, they got Daisy Ridley, they got John Boyega, they got Mark Hamill, and they're like, okay, when you give an interview, this is what you say. Or do you think they hand the questions out the interviews? Like, these, you can interview us, but here's the questions that you guys can I doubt yeah, it. I, well, I, think, I think that Disney was furious with the amount of leaks that happened with The Force Awakens yeah. and that they've done some serious work to make sure that doesn't happen again. But it's not just that they're not leaking. It's that the things that they say are like perfect teasers. Like, like John Boyega saying... 
Leia will live on. Like it's just. I mean, these are actors. They are people who think about. Man, they're being coached, man. Yeah, they're I being think coached, they are. Absolutely. Being I mean, Mark Hamill's the ultimate troll in this too. I love Mark Hamill. I think too. You can tell that they're being coached when there's multiple of them and they're making eye contact when something's said right. because they kn- one knows what the other one's <laughs> supposed like, to be yeah, saying. Remember, oh, remember like, your training. Yeah. They are like, don't they're you say pros. It. Don't bring up Darth Vegas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Larry oh, Kasdan. No, that was ridiculous. Yeah, they're they're pros at this. So. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's about time for us. Uh, so I just want to thank you guys for tuning back into the Canon Factory, an elegant podcast for a more civilized age, and your source for everything Star Wars. I just want to go ahead and remind you guys that we're about 120 days away from The Last Jedi and just 20 short days until our journey through everything that's visual canon uh, with our 100 days of Star Wars. If you follow us at The Canon Factory on Twitter, uh, you can see in our bio that we have a link for a Google Calendar. Uh, Ike has laid out uh, the entirety of visual canon for you to uh, uh, watch as leading up to the premiere of The Last Jedi. Uh, so if you guys want to go ahead and follow us there, uh, look out for our, our podcasts. As always, they're going to be on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as YouTube. Uh, follow us on all those mediums to be sure you're kept up to date with everything Star Wars. See you next time. <laughs>